What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be with you today, and this is going to be another amazing edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, you know, for the FCS, I have said this multiple times, it is difficult, very difficult to talk about the FCS when, you know, we have these these games where uh, the FCS, these smaller schools, go on and take on the FBS powers. Uh, they beat them 52-7. to 7. They take their check, they go home. However, uh, you know, about 1st of October to mid-October, we really start ramping up, and there's no more FBS and FCS matchups. As much fun as it is to watch Montana beat Washington, I like the FCS versus FCS action. Makes it so much better. And this last week, we had some big, big-time shakeups, uh, and so we're going to be getting to that, followed by, uh, obviously, our top 25. Uh, the games that we're most excited for this week followed by a special segment to finish off the podcast. Um, or maybe we'll, we'll mix it up as we go. We'll kind of just see. Uh, but we will be calling that Tyler's Tears, and uh, we'll be getting to, to that very shortly. So I want to start off with this. And this last week we had utter pandemonium uh, in my top 10. South Dakota State losing to SIU, JMU losing to Nova, and uh, Missouri State losing to Youngstown State, and UC Davis dropping a stinker against Idaho State. And Idaho State, I don't even remember. I mean, it's been a long time since uh, they've been getting getting dubs. Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, and that's just a top 10. If you go down a little bit more, Delaware losing to Rhode Island. Uh, their quarterback was out. However, uh, South Dakota beating UND, another big one, and uh, and then to finish us off, we did have Murray and UT Martin, Murray State and UT Martin in the top 25, and uh, UT Martin put the pounding to the racers of Murray State. So I want to start with this. This was bound to happen. We are going to have weeks like this. That is one thing that makes the FCS special. Is you know what, and I don't feel like North Dakota State is as good as what it has been in years past. I think the gap is smaller now since Trey left. Trey Lance has left, and I'm excited to see uh, you know where where we're going to be going forward with the the FCS and 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 kind of who's going to be taking the reins over. I'm really interested, really intrigued uh, about a few people's resumes because really that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, you know, you have your automatic qualifiers into the playoffs and then you're going to have the, the first eight are going to get a bye. And then it's going to be kind of a free-for-all uh, the rest of the way. But the automatic qualifiers getting in, obviously. And uh, I think... I think uh, it will be really interesting as we go forward to see where these people land. Anyway, so we had a major mix-up. Uh, I don't want to fault South Dakota State too much or even James Madison too much. It's really hard to because they lost by just one point. I mean, when you lose... And, and South Dakota State, they went for it. Uh, I believe it was in overtime... They scored. They didn't want to sit there and go back and forth on SIU. Completely understandable. Shout out to them for doing it, but they ended up losing the game. Uh, you look at the JMU-Villanova game, 
Same kind of thing, one-point game. You can't fault them. Uh, Nova, Nova and SIU, this was their national championship. They had to get up for these games, you know, one and two respectively as far as my rankings go. A lot of other people had them up there. Uh, you can bag all you want, and, and the North Dakota State fans... And they can they can pound on their chest and say, well, we told you so. North Dakota State, I do not think, is going to finish this season undefeated. Um, I think the Missouri Valley is as close as ever at the top. Uh, teams like South Dakota kind of coming on, playing very well. I mean, North Dakota State, let's be honest, they did kind of struggle against North Dakota. South Dakota just beat them this week. Uh, and so I, I don't feel like the gap, there's not uh, a clear-cut favorite right now. Uh, but it, along with that, I think uh, we have kind of a, a championship bubble if it if it be uh but yeah a lot of good games and and so we'll be releasing let's go into our top 25 right now and then i'll be discussing why uh what i'm doing a little bit later so number one i i always preface this because i get so many comments uh so many mentions so many dms you know, your top 25 sucks well wonderful that's that's good for you then you do a top 25 first off but no really I do a top 25 based on who's going to be making the playoffs or, or where I see them uh, ranked. Top 25 makes sense to everyone because we grew up, uh, we played NCAA football, we know rankings, we can say one team is better than the other based on this. That's what people do. I don't think that rankings are, you know, 1 through 25 is of the future, and that's why I'll be releasing my tier system, and I think it, it shows a little bit better. Um, even power rankings, you know, if, if SIU, a lot of people are overreacting to this SIU win. It was a one-point game. Yes, it was in South Dakota, but this is this is a team in 2021 alone. They have played South Dakota. This is their third time. If you put that into perspective, there's bound to be an upset uh, to continuously beat the team. We forget this team played them uh, in the playoffs. They, uh, Weber State lost to SIU at home. SIU went on the road, and it was a great playoff game. Uh, and so you play them three times in one year's time, it's going to happen. You're going to have games like this. So I don't want to put too much stock, but I'm going to release the top 25 just so you guys understand it, and then hopefully uh, I can uh, I can explain what the tiers are going to be like in a little bit. So coming in at 25, I put the Crusaders of Holy Cross. I still think this is a team, despite their loss to, to Harvard, I think they deserve to be in the top 25. Uh, and I think they're going to, I don't know if, uh, if a first-round victory, it would be interesting to see if they get matched up. I think they win uh, the Patriot League, no doubt. Coming in at 24, the first time I've ever had this team ranked, we have the Tribe of William & Mary. Really excited to have them here. Uh, it, it's an exciting time. I think they're playing really well. I think they played the bottom of the CAA, but I think this is a team that, that is on the rise excited to be talking about him. Number 23, UC Davis. Big tumble this time, 13 spots down, but you can't lose to Idaho State. I do an orange and blue podcast covering Boise State, and let me tell you, Idaho is is Idaho and Idaho State have not been good for a number of years, and so if you're losing to Idaho State, you deserve to take a tumble. However, they did beat Weaver State, so, they, so it redeems them, or they would have been out of the top 25 altogether. Coming in at 22, the Yotes of South Dakota. Number 21, we have Kenosha State, the Owls, 20, North Dakota kind of living on a prayer right now. 19, UIW. They had a bye last week. They're getting back to it this week against Nichols. Cannot wait to watch that game. Uh, and then I can put UIW. I've been high on them. I was even high on them last year. I had them in my, I think I even had them in my top 15 last year when I was doing it. I like UIW. They're building something special there at Incarnate Ward. Uh, coming at 18, we have the Central Arkansas Bears. 17, Delaware. 16, Weber State. 
Kind of staying pat right there, about 16. I like it. 15, the Mercer Bears. No one's talking about them. I want to be talking about them. I honestly, nationally, who's giving these guys recognition? They're doing something amazing. Their only loss is to Alabama. Watch out for the Mercer Bears out of Georgia. I like that team. Coming at 14, Missouri State. Yeah, the Youngstown State uh, game was kind of a one-off game. It was a bad look. I still think Missouri and, and Coach Petrino get these guys turned back around and uh, be looking for an upset. I don't think this team is, is as far back as what people want to believe. Coming in at 13, Rhode Island making, making a big-time debut here. Uh, they jumped up from 24 to 13 with their win over Delaware. Big-time win for the Rams. We'll see if they can continue this hot streak against Towson this week. Coming in at 12, UT Martin beat down on Murray State. They beat Jacksonville State. What more do you want from them? Go Skyhawks. Number 11, we have Southeast Louisiana. Number 10, ETSU, East Tennessee State University. The uh, I think they're a good team. I'm still skeptical because I, I really want to jump on this bandwagon. But something about it kind of has this pit in my stomach. I've watched them the last four weeks because everyone has been raving about them. I'm actually more on the Mercer bandwagon at 15 than I am ETSU at 10. A lot of people like them. I think just by default they're there, especially with the win over FBS or FBS team. Uh, we'll see where they go. Uh, I think this game this week against Nuga will be a very, very uh, important one for them to solidify me. I think they are kind of been living on a prayer against uh, Samford, against Wall. Offered, uh, you know, close games. They're winning them, but you don't you don't get a hold on to that luck forever. Coming in at nine, I have Villanova. You're gonna say Tyler, you're insane. Why is it Villanova top five? Hey, you know what? Yeah, you had a good win. Uh, you jumped up from uh, let me. See, I believe it was yes, fifteenth. Impressive. It was it was a good win. I'm not going to overreact to a one point win. Uh, going forward. Number eight, Montana, and number seven, Montana State. We'll be talking about the Montanas in just a little bit. Coming in at six, we have James Madison. Yeah, they dropped. I had them at two down to six. I think it was just uh, by by default because of that. Uh, I think a couple of the teams above them will eventually lose, and I will be uh, doing that. So, hey, it is what it is. Coming in at six, James Madison. Number five, South Dakota State. Yes, they were number one, and I still like this team. They're still a super fun team to watch, but you got to move them down after a loss. They would be at five if I had if I had a vote. Number four, SIU. Now, SIU wasn't a too big of a jump. Seven to number four. It's like, well, uh, we'll see what happens this week against UND. I think UND is going to be playing a little bit desperate uh, to get back in the mix of stuff. Uh, I think SIU is a good team, but again, happenstance playing a team three times in the same year very difficult uh, to continuously win uh, for the Jackrabbits coming at three I have North Dakota State I'm still not sold I think they're they're the, a typical North Dakota State team it's going to take a lot to beat them still not super sold number two Sam Houston uh, I love Sam Houston I did uh, kind of ding them uh, with their almost loss against Stephen F. Austin maybe I overreacted a little bit uh, two weeks ago they're still a, a tremendous team I still really like Sam Houston I think they're physical uh, they play a, a winning style of football uh and again, maybe I dinged them a little bit too hard. I had to bring them back up at number two. I almost put them back at number one. Uh, but for the heck of it, I wanted to throw EWU at one. They have been Montana. And, and again, we'll be getting to the Montana schools in just a minute. But uh, I, I wanted to put EWU one. It's my ranking. So uh, I get to do as I see fit uh, to, to do it. And I think EWU has had quite arguably one of the best wins, um, period. So... 
Uh, just looking ahead, like I said, not too many top 25 matchups this week uh, across the board. Uh, you know, you look at it, if, you, if you're if you just taking my rankings, for example, we've got SIU, the four playing the 20 seed. Uh, this is do or die for UND. We'll get, be getting into them in just a minute, but that that's a big time one. And then the only other matchup we have is uh, Montana State against... Uh, Weaver State, that's actually a Friday game. It's in Ogden, Utah. Uh, Weaver State does not lose very often in Ogden. It was kind of ironic because they have lost the last two games there, but it is a definitely a tough place uh, up on the hill, up on the mountain there in Ogden. It gets loud. Uh, Weaver State fans are extremely loyal. Uh, a lot of Montana State fans will make the drive. Uh, it's at 8 o'clock, a little bit later of a game on Friday. I cannot wait to be watching it. It will be on ESPNU and uh, we'll be tuning into that game and I think it's kind of a do or die. I think if Weaver State loses this game I think there is an argument to be made that they are out of contention as far as getting into the playoffs uh, maybe if they if they go on to beat a, a Montana or they go on to play some of these bigger uh, you know beat an EWU then maybe you could throw it in there uh, but right now they have this is this is their two weeks do or die they take on Montana State on Friday followed by on the the Inferno EWU uh, if EWU does not lose to Idaho this week uh, the last team that beat EWU on the Inferno was actually Weaver State, so we'll definitely be watching this. Uh, Montana State, we're gonna we're, we'll just jump into this right now. They're a unique team. Yes, they've won the games they were supposed to win, and they've done it in in ways. I mean. I thought the Portland State game was a little bit closer than what it had to be, but you know, uh, on the road and stuff, um, they just they they haven't played the competition to where I'm like, where's their good win? Well, people are are hedging their bet on an almost win against Wyoming. Drake is utter garbage. San Diego looks like they're down. Portland State hasn't been good in years. Northern Colorado's in, in a rebuild, looking better, but still towards the bottom. Same thing with Cal Poly. Uh, I really like Cal Poly in a couple of years, but they're not there yet. So where? the win. Um, this is the biggest game for Montana State and uh, I honestly think in my opinion that Weaver State is going to pull, pull out the win here. Montana State, you've done great. You've played the teams you're supposed to beat and you can only you can't fault their schedule. But right now, uh, an almost win isn't something like we talked about last week. You have to be proven good. This is the first prove-it game. Weaver State's already been in two dogfights, the game against UC Davis and the game against JMU. Uh, and so they've been there, done that, and it's at home in Ogden. It's going to be difficult for Montana State. Now, does that mean Montana State's out of the running? No, they've got EWU later in the season, and they're on the road at EWU and at Montana later in the year. So it's not like it's it's done uh, for Montana. It's the biggest game so far for Montana State but uh, it's even this is an even bigger game for Weber State so I'm going to be taking Jay Hill and the Wildcats especially coming off of a bye I think that is incredibly important you know shoring up some of those injuries that they've had and getting everyone back healthy another team that uh, I want to talk about is the tribe of William and Mary uh, kind of newcomers we haven't been talking about these guys a lot their only loss so far is against Virginia now you'd say well Tyler by your logic uh, with with Montana State they need to be proven good true they beat Lafayette, Colgate, Elon, and Albany. True, not not any barn burners of a team, but they're still four and one, and 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 it's more so they're you know in two years maybe uh, they're given Nova, Delaware, James Madison a run for their money, uh, but they do they do play Maine and Towson if they're still. 
Uh, if they go into the Villanova game 6-1, and one, I mean, what more do you want? I think out of Nova, Delaware, and James Madison, if you can be one of those three, I think there's a good there's a good argument to be made. If you beat Delaware, but you lose to James Madison and Nova, there's a good argument to be made for William & Mary to get into the playoffs, even despite Rhode Island playing the way that they're playing. I like the Tribe. They're kind of newcomers to, uh, to our top 25. We haven't talked about them. Coach Loxley over there doing a tremendous job. I love it. Moving on to another team, again, that I'm really high on and I was high on last uh, last uh, spring was Incarnate Word. Now, they've had one bad loss. Trust me, one bad loss. Uh, that is against Youngstown State, and I'm not going to fault them for it. Uh, I think that... I think that uh, you know, a, a first game, overtime, it's not a fault. But they have beat Prairie View, a pretty good MEAC team there. Um, they beat Texas State, a tremendous team. Okay, not tremendous, but I do like Texas State. I like, uh, I believe his name is Coach Spivadal there. I love Texas State and what they're building. They're kind of in a rebuild as far as the Sun Belt goes, but I think in a couple of years, that, that's, I mean, that's a big-time win for Incarnate Ward to beat Texas State. They've taken care of McNeese. They've been taking care of Northwestern State. Now they're playing Nichols State. This is the 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 put up or shut up game. If they beat Nichols, it's going to be uh, uh, full steam ahead. I think I'd be putting them over uh, an ETSU, uh, and they're going to and they're going to have kind of doubled up. They play McNeese twice. They play Houston Baptist twice. They play Nichols twice, um, and they only get C-Law, uh one time. I do like Southeast Louisiana, but I think that this is a really good team, and it's a team that more people need to be talking about forget the Missouri Valley I mean everyone knows that's a good that's a good conference and it's not that I don't want to talk about it but it's trying to find these diamonds in the rough I think UIW uh, definitely hits that uh, kind of you know that that kind of I'm trying to find the word. They're just hitting that criteria, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. I think UIW is a team that we'll be talking about, and if they could definitely sneak into the playoffs. Uh, if if they if they're there at the end and they beat Sela or have only one loss going into it, uh, outside of the Youngstown State loss, they're definitely going to be considered uh, a really good team, and I'm and I'm happy to be talking about them. Another team uh, that I've talked about, Mercer. Again, I don't know nationally how many people are talking about them. Their only loss is to Bama. Uh, yeah, they played a D2 school. Not going to really talk about that. But they beat down on Furman. And Furman has been good consistently year in, year out. They beat a, a, a trap Samford game, a team that's always pesky, always hanging around. And then they beat uh, a Western Carolina team. A lot of people last spring freaked out about the key debts of VMI, Virginia Military Institute. Wonderful, great story. This year, they're four and two right now. Mercer's four and one. This is the game that Mercer needs to win. I'm excited to see them win. I think they've already kind of got a little bit of notoriety, or they've proven to me that they are good with the win over Furman. And to make matters uh, even better for Mercer, on the road against Furman, only holding them to three points, if they can beat this VMI team, honestly, where's the challenge? Wofford only has one win this year. Citadel, I think they're at two. Chattanooga, an up-and-down team, but you get them at home. And then wrap it all up against ETSU. This Mercer team could be two losses going into... Uh, you know, that ETSU game, obviously that loss against Alabama, not going to hurt them too much as far as the committee. But I think this is a team that can make a run through the snow con. A lot of people, they like the, the, the shiny bright lights of ETSU and VMI. This Mercer team has been good. Uh, I, I like them, and I'm hoping uh, the way that they've been playing, their running back, their quarterback play, uh, definitely translates. I, I, I like them. I'm all in on them. 
and they're one of the other teams. Finally, we'll, we'll finish off uh, with another team uh, kind of getting ready for this week, and this is Rhode Island. Um, they've beat Albany, they've beat Stony Brook, Delaware. Stony Brook is a, is a good team, pretty consistently year in, year out, a little bit of a down year this year. Now they do take on Towson. And they avoid playing Delaware and JMU. They do play Nova in two weeks' time. This is kind of a trap game after a big-time Delaware uh, game. They're on the road at Towson. I'd be scared if I was a roadie fan because you could be a letdown from the Delaware win, plus uh, kind of looking ahead to the Villanova game. Still think that Rhode Island is better than Towson, but then you're going to look at it. They're going to go Maine. I think this this Rhode Island team can win. UMass, that's an FBS team, but I even think that they are going to give them a game. Uh, you got New Hampshire, which is kind of a, I call it a sticky uh, team. They they hang around the bottom of the tw- top 25. Uh, not a, not great to, to be talking about amongst the best of the CAA, but just a sticky team that's going to be around. And then Ilan. Honestly, Rhode Island, their, their schedule is shaping up really nicely. They're undefeated right now. We'll see how they play this week, if they can get, if they can uh, continue this momentum from the win that they got against Delaware and uh, kind of beat Towson, take care of business, and then move into uh, next week's game against Villanova. So now I want to be kind of uh, unveiling uh, this is what I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I think that is very apropos uh, to do so. Again, <clears throat> I do like uh, a ranking system. I Like I said, it makes sense to everyone. Everyone knows about the AP Top 25. Now we have the Stat Top 25. We have all these kinds of things. A lot of people rank them uh, across the FCS, and it's wonderful. Ranking's fun. You're like, well, this team's better, and, 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 it, and it, you know what? It provides me hours of joy when I'm writing uh, scores down on Sunday night, figuring out where I'm going to put them. But this is, I think, a more sophisticated and the new wave of rank. I think that uh, it, it, a tier system uh, helps people not overreact uh, from week to week. Now, there's going to be movement within the tier system, and I can even rename the tiers uh, to, to better... Uh, associate what what I think those teams are there, but I think it's a grouping. Uh, like I said, the FCS, right? I mean, even the FBS right now. Uh, we have Cincinnati at three, Iowa at two. Do you honestly think that's the third best? Well, that's what. I, but but just because they're undefeated doesn't mean they're the third best team uh, in the in the in the country, right? And so I try to do this. Uh, and, and, and it helps. I mean, the, the best example I can think of is, is the NFL. The Broncos and the Panthers were both 3-0. and Everyone was raving about them the first three weeks. Now they've lost. Both of them have dropped two games in a row. And it's like, well, uh, if you had a power ranking, yeah, people might put them in, in, the, in the top 15, top 10 of the NFL. Uh, but once when they play good teams, so I would put them in a tier as a, a wait-and-see tier. And then once when we see it, it's like, okay, I know what they are against a good team. I like this. I like the release of it at this time, halfway through the season. So let's go. So we're going to start off tier numero uno. Coming in, I call it the championship bubble. I think these are the teams that honestly have the most legitimate shot that we'll see them as the final four uh, going forward, barring injury or anything crazy happening. Uh, Sam Houston, North Dakota State, SDSU, South Dakota State, and JMU. I think these four teams are going to be teams that we're going to be talking about. We've been talking about them for years. 
all four very, very talented. Doesn't mean that they can't get upset, but on their best day, I think these are the four best teams uh, in the country. So I call that tier the championship bubble. Moving down a tier, I call it the chase pack. These are teams that uh, need a little bit of little need a little bit of luck, maybe a trick play, uh, a game to go into overtime. Uh, you know, maybe maybe a coaching error should have punted here, not punted there. Those kinds of things is they're going to need a, a, a bounce of the ball to be able to win. In this tier, I have EWU, SIU, Villanova, and Southeast Louisiana. So Eastern Washington's there. Uh, we'll be getting into why I have them there and not into that top tier a little bit early or a little bit later. And then uh, you know SIU, I, they needed an overtime. It was kind of a fluky win. They go for it. They could have pushed it. Uh, it was a coaching. I, I love the coaching. It's not a coaching error, but it was just it was a decision that was made on South Dakota State sideline. Um, they got the win. Another one, Nova. Uh, yeah, they needed a little bit of help from James Madison to get the win. They did it. Congratulations to them. Uh, but they needed a bounce of the ball. I think they're a really good team. And same thing with Southeast Louisiana. Uh, I think this is another a team that is kind of underrated and not a lot of people are talking about. They're, they're ranking them, uh, but they're not really talking about them. And I like them. I think on on a, on a, on their best day they can beat a lot of teams uh but they're definitely not amongst the top four, you know, in, in, in the FCS. Now, this isn't any ranking system. This is where I just put them in the tier. Coming in at the third tier, I call it the Montana tier. What is Montana? Uh, yeah, okay, they beat Washington. Congratulations, big-time win. They, you know, wonderful win. I'm not going to take anything away from them. But they play Western Illinois. Beat down on them. Beat down on Cal Poly. They lose to Eastern Washington. Their quarterback does get hurt. And they struggle against my alma mater this last week, Dixie State. Uh, they were able to still put up 31 points. But but at the half, it was just 3 to nothing. And Dixie State, uh, they have a lot of D2 players because they're still making the transition to D1. Uh, it should have been a 50 uh, to, to, to nothing or 50 to 7. I mean, South Dakota State two weeks ago beat down on my Trailblazers. Uh, kind of struggled there. Uh, maybe they were playing backups uh, in, in in preparation of playing uh, Sacramento State this week. This team, I, I honestly, I don't know if I'm going to know what they are until the very end. Um, uh, the Sacramento State might give me a little bit more of an indication, but they play I Idaho, bottom of the big sky, SUU, bottom of the big sky, uh, UNCO, mid big sky, NAU, bit, uh, mid big sky, followed up by Montana State. And and talking about Montana State, because I have Montana and Montana State in the Montanas, same kind of thing. This is a put up or shut up game for Montana. Uh, you Montana State, you're going to Weaver State, you're going to Ogden, Utah, you're going against a four time uh, big sky champ. If you lose this game, you have to beat EWU and you have to beat uh, Montana. I will learn a lot. I think this week about these two teams, but I don't know if I can put them in the chase pack. I don't know where they're at. I don't know how good they are just by the teams, the draw that we've given them. So I have the Montanas. A lot of people are raving about them, but I need a little bit more time to analyze what's going on. And as far as injuries go, we've got to see how that plays out as well. Coming in as the, the fourth tier is the one ugly loss tier. Now uh, you're going to say, well, they might have uh, uh, a loss in there from a diff from a team. Uh, they might have two losses, for example, like, like Delaware. They're coming in... Uh, here, UC Davis, Weber State, Missouri State, Holy Cross, VMI, and UWI, um, you know, uh, in, or sorry, UIW, Incarnate Ward. Um, 
And I want to say this, the ugly loss for Delaware, I still think this is a tremendous team, uh, but the last week's loss against Rhode Island, and maybe they're good, we'll get into where Rhode Island fits into the tiers now, but it's an ugly loss. Uh, they can still bounce back. They're going to be taking on James Madison, William & Mary, Villanova. Still a great team. I still like Delaware, but they do have the loss. UC Davis last week, what the heck was that against Idaho State? That was a garbage loss and I don't know what it was UC Davis you gotta figure it out uh but they're still, I think they're still a playoff team if they continue to win. Uh, interesting going forward. Weaver State, you're going to say, well, what loss do you think is ugly? I think it was the James Madison one at home uh, against, you know, you've been playing James Madison for quite some time, playing him in year in and year out in the playoffs. You need to be able to, to beat them. Now, UC Davis, it was kind of a fluke loss. It was at home, uh, a conference opponent. Not going to hold that against you. But that James Madison one I thought was worse than the UC Davis one. Uh, like I said, you, you, you've played UC Davis last year, uh, conference game uh, after, after a James Madison game. Kind of a tough loss there. But I think the ugly loss is James Madison. Moving on to Missouri State, the loss against Youngstown State. What was that? Holy cross. Now, they do have two losses. I think the loss at Harvard is a little bit uglier. Uh, however, they're an Ivy League team. They're not going to the playoffs, so no real worry there. Moving on, VMI, uh, they do have they have a couple of losses uh, this year, and it's a lot of people are still high on the key debts. I like them. I think they're they're an all right football team, um, but the loss to the Citadel I think is really ugly. They did lose to Kent State, but it's not that, that loss to the Citadel by one point. Um, yeah, it was on the road. I just did not like that look, and uh, and I was cheering for the Keydets. I thought they were a fun story from from last spring, and I was hoping it would carry into the fall. Uh, but that was a pretty ugly loss. That's why they're in the one ugly loss, followed up by UIW. UIW did lose uh, to Youngtown State. Two teams lost to Youngtown State in, in this category. Uh, but I think that UIW, uh, if they can continue to win, I think that uh, they have a very good chance to either get the, the automatic qualifier if they beat Southeast Louisiana or at least a second, uh, you know, uh, uh, going as number two or have a good enough uh, resume to get in uh, just through, through that. Um, and so the next tier down is the newcomer tier. Uh, Rhode Island, Mercer, UT Martin, South Dakota, William & Mary, Teams that I'm going to talk a lot about, teams that I like a lot. Um, I think pesky teams, uh, teams that could definitely get an, a, an AQ like like a Mercer and a UT Martin. UT Martin surprising everyone. Uh, now that J Jacksonville State is out of the, the Ohio Valley, not a lot of people are talking about it. UT Martin is still a tremendous team. If they continue to win, I believe they take on Eastern Illinois this, this week. If they continue to win, they'll be there at the end. South Dakota and William & Mary. Again, South Dakota, uh, I feel like every year in the Missouri Valley, we have one team, we go, wow, a few years ago was Indiana State. Uh, a few years ago was South Dakota, uh, South Dakota, the Yotes, uh, the team I'm talking about now. Uh, Missouri State last year, UND last year. Uh, what, what are they? Well, I think this might just be that, that kind of upstart where we didn't think it was possible for them to be as good as what they are, and there they are. Uh, William & Mary, I think it's going to be tough uh, being in the CAA. You've got uh, Rhode Island ahead of you, Delaware ahead of you, uh, Nova and JMU ahead of you. You've got to win some of them, uh, but that's why they're in the newcomer tier. I don't know if they're going to make the, I think, their fringe playoff team. I don't know if they're going to make it. If they drop all of them, obviously, they're just that's where they'll stay in the newcomer tier, but I like what they're building. Uh, automatic qualifiers. Now, a lot of people are going to talk about Kennesaw. Uh, I honestly, personally, I still feel like Monmouth is the best team out of the Big South. Um 
I don't want to. I mean, Kenneshaw's plays such a unique style of football. It's hard for me to really uh, understand what they're doing. Uh, I don't know a lot about that style of football. I did watch them play uh, a few times this year, but I still think I still like Monmouth. I think they are the they're my favorite out of the Big South. You've got Duquesne. Out of the NEC, you got, I, I like Davidson to be the AQ out of the Pioneer. We'll see. Pioneer's a tough uh, division to call. Uh, and then finally, the last tier, I call it the living on a prayer tier. You're going to need a little bit of help uh, to get into the playoffs and people to lose and for you to win and for it to be ugly. Uh, that's New Hampshire. Uh, kind of like William and Mary, if if it, the, one of those two, I mean, they do play each other and maybe they split it. Uh, New Hampshire's been there uh, a couple years ago. Uh, they were one of the first for out, uh, but they're, I think they're kind of living on a prayer. They need a little bit of help and they've got to win. Uh, if they continuously win, I think that they, they can get in. Uh, I, I am still a New Hampshire fan. I'll be cheering for them funny story about New Hampshire is uh, in junior high my mom found this New Hampshire shirt for like five bucks. Uh, we bought it and I wore it around like I was the biggest Wildcats fan. Now their two losses are, are good losses. Uh, Pitt and James Madison, and they uh, this week against Dartmouth will be tough. Uh, but they do they, they they only play Rhode Island going forward. Uh, they do avoid Nova, uh, Delaware. They've already lost to James Madison. So this is a team uh, that they could win out if they beat Rhode Island. They're only going to have one loss against James Madison, and then to Pitt and maybe to Dartmouth. Dartmouth is a phenomenal Ivy League team, uh, but I think they're they're going to need a little bit of help. Um, like if Delaware goes undefeated, if, if Rhode Island only has a, a loss, or depending on how that game goes, they're going to need a little bit of help to get into the playoffs. Uh, UND they are now I believe they're at three losses with a loss to South Dakota, North Dakota State, and Utah State. Uh, it's tough. Uh, you know, the Missouri Valley is a really deep conference. They do take a lot of Missouri Valley teams into the playoffs. Uh, UND will need a little bit of help, though. Uh, where you have an upstart kind of like South Dakota, uh, you're going to need them to lose against the big dogs. You're going to need Missouri State to slip, slip a little bit, so then you can you can reestablish yourself. Uh, I still like them. I still think they're a, a really good football team. I'll be cheering them on, but they're going to need a little bit of help, I think, to get into the playoffs. Moving on to our next team is Central Arkansas. Uh, another team, they had a loss. They've lost uh, against good teams, but I think they still are going to need a little bit of help. Um... I believe the WAC and the the Atlantic Sun, these two conferences, they get one AQ. Uh, however, I, I believe Sam Houston is going to get that AQ with the win over Central Arkansas. They've lost to Arkansas State, FBS, no real credence there, but they lost to Missouri State and Sam Houston. Now they can win out. They do get a Lamar, Jacksonville State, Stephen F. Austin, Tarleton State. So Central Arkansas will probably, uh, that Jacksonville State game will be interesting. Um, they do have three losses, technically two in the FCS. Uh, I think they're going to need a little bit of help, though, where you're not in a conference that gets the AQ automatically. Uh, I still think the Bears, a lot of people like the Bears. It's a unique field, a unique place there in Conway, uh, but they'll need a little bit of help. Uh, Furman, we've kind of talked about. Nichols definitely will need some help, but if they can beat... Uh, uh, a UIW again, or if they play, when I believe they play C-Law again, they can win and get some of these these wins, and they're living on a prayer. But if they drop another game, I think they're kind of out. And same with uh, Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, you know, they beat uh, Florida State. Everyone freaks out, uh, but they did lose to Kennesaw State, and uh, they did 
lose to UT Martin. And so it's like, well, great, you beat Florida State, but you lost to two FCS schools. Um, again, they're going to need a little bit of a prayer. Uh, they're going to have to beat Central Arkansas. They're going to have to win out. They have a big-time game against Sam Houston this week. I don't think they beat them. I think the Bearcats win, but if they were to beat Sam Houston, I think they kind of reestablish themselves. But that's why they're in the living on a prayer category. And and I think this this these tiers allow me to talk about a few more teams that I normally wouldn't. Uh, I'll still be doing my top 25 and uh, still be doing these tiers now. Uh, like I said, the Montana tier, after Montana State, will probably move them either into the one ugly loss uh, to Weber State or move them into the chase pack. Uh, there's going to be movement within the tiers uh, as we go along, but that's kind of where I have them located. I love the idea of this. You guys let me know uh, where you see them at. And uh, yeah, like, comment, rate, review. This has been so much fun. Uh, like I said, I think it, it focuses a little bit more onto the FCS. Uh, we'll continue if we see anything crazy. We'll continue to 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 follow that against all of our little uh, brothers in the FCS. And uh, but as we get forward, as we get closer to this playoff, uh, the I think these tiers will definitely show the way uh, to who gets the AQs and who will eventually get uh, the the bids. Um, the at-large bids, and even who will get the buys. That will be a lot of fun as well. Anyway, so this has been another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Like I said before, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, continue to support it. We are getting thousands upon thousands of downloads. It is amazing, truly a miracle, uh, and I thank you guys for making that happen. Uh, continue to support the channel. Continue to, to, to let me grow and to, to bring new content for you guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Tune into these games. Let's keep this ball rolling.